to the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Lisa. And I'm Alex. Get ready to dive into the extraordinary tale of our friendship and sobriety journey. From the inseparable high school besties we were to the incredible new chapter of Staying Sober Together. Our story is a roller coaster ride of emotions, growth and self-discovery. If you're just joining us, don't worry. You can catch up on all the juicy details if you go right back to the start of season one. We're on a mission to create a vibrant community for individuals embracing a sober lifestyle. Our vision is to shatter stereotypes and prove that a life without alcohol is full of joy, laughter and exhilarating adventures. So join us as we break the chains and show the world that you can experience true happiness and fulfilment alcohol free. Together we'll explore the highs, the lows and the everyday adventures that come with living alcohol free. Whether you're thinking about going sober, supporting a loved one or simply curious about the possibilities, we're here to share stories of self-discovery and growth. So grab your favourite non-alcoholic drink, kick back and get ready for honest chats, personal tales and a whole lot of inspiration. Join us as we redefine what it means to live a vibrant, fulfilling life without alcohol. Welcome to Be Sober, the podcast that proves sobriety is a cause for celebration. Oh, we can't start a podcast with a birthday. Oh, we can't, we can I feel like we've not sat down like this since, since lockdown five. No, we haven't. Since our lockdown video. Well, we were in our bubble. We were in our bubble. Yeah, we were in our bubble. We were. As you all know. Or how funny is that? I don't know it's weird. I don't even know what to say to you now, are you? I can't wait for the guests to come so we don't have to like give each other this weird eye contact. I know, like, side on. She'll look there. She'll look there. That's it. But that's like what we normally do a Zoom in. It is. It is. So, hi. Hi. So, I've just driven down from my house. 60 mile an hour. (laughs) (laughs) There's a story behind that. My husband told me I had to take it easy on the motorway. Not that I ever don't. I don't, I feel so weird. It's weird, you normal. Oh, you're so odd. I don't like it. It's freaking me out. This is what's happening now. We're not used to human interaction. It's like all Zooms and stuff. That's why the roads are busy. Because right. everyone's at home. <laughs> like, as in, they're just doing their own thing in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, to work. It's weird. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not touching my hands. I'm not even out of coffee. Oh, no, I need a coffee. Anyway, come right. on. We haven't come been on. on for a couple of weeks, so we did two podcasts really close together. Yeah, we did. Then you've been on holiday. Yeah, I have. I've not prepared. I've got <laughs> beep, beeps going off and stuff. So then you've been on holiday. How was that? Oh, it was really good, actually. So I ended up, for anybody listening, I ended up in Poland. I think, did I say on the podcast that I'd guessed Poland? I don't know. But I, you did? I feel like... As I, in you did guess it? Well, I pretty much packed as if I were going to Poland. <laughs> Just as well, because that's where you went. <laughs> and when we got there and we opened it and I was like, I knew it. And Rob was like, no, you didn't. I was like, I totally did. He yeah, tried you to did. say it, I didn't know. And I was like, I saw no. I doubted a bit. And you went to Auschwitz as well. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, that, that was awful. Like, awful, good, awful though. Was well, it like a good experience, but it was awful? I'm so glad that I went and I did want to sorry, go. I'm so sorry. It's not no, an appropriate no, 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 I thought I you were going to say, I'm so glad I wasn't. <laughs> I back then. I was going to say, yeah, me too. No, 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 I don't like this. <laughs> but it, it was so it was like a weird, eerie place. Yeah, it was all it was just awful. I feel like the thing that really got me, like you go around and we had a really good tour guide, and you can see she was really passionate about it, which really helped, you know, like kind of get you into the story of things. It's a weird thing, I think, for them to send you to on a mystery holiday. Because some people like could be quite traumatizing. Yeah, like some yeah. people would have absolutely hated it and want, but we did want to go. And then I'm like, is it weird that you want to go to places like no, that? No, because I want to go. I felt like it's a part of our history, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it was history. it was so interesting, but it it was just awful. I'm like, sorry, I'm really annoyed that I've just shown my chip nail on the screen. Oh, carry on. Oh, it's only our members. Oh, it's all it's only you guys. It's only you. It doesn't matter. You can just come as we want. <laughs> 
It's true though, it is only the members that can see. Yeah, it's only the members that can see. <sighs> right, so I played, so you went to Auschwitz, what else did you do? We went um, up a mountain, we ate cheese, um, <laughs> we did a tour, went to a salt mine. Is that good? Well it was, but I had puffy eyes all week, right? And I couldn't figure out what it was, and when I googled why I had puffy eyes, apparently too much salt. So I blame the salt mine oh, okay. for like, literally, you can't see now because they've gone, but I woke up like as if I'd had like baggy eyes yeah like shitloads of strength the day before I was fuming that I looked hungover all week at least you weren't though no I know I am so glad there was a guy behind when we went to the cheese place there was um, a guy behind us on the coach and he was telling um, the guide was saying right you're going to be tasting like traditional sheep's cheese in this hut and the guy behind was like uh we are tasting vodka too aren't we so he was like yeah 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 you can get to Taste vodka too. So me and Rob are kind of like side-eyeing each other. (laughs) And this guy's going, uh, the only reason I'm here is for the vodka. Honestly, it was just, I know, but it reminded me so much of what my ex would have been like. Because when we got there and they put the vodka out and me and Rob were just having a look about and um, it was like, oh, oh, I might uh, just take a picture of this bottle. Oh, I'll just try it again. I'll just have another sip. And then his wife would come over and she was like... Um, pretending to take well not pretending she took a picture of it yeah. but then got like another one and got and it it was just dead noticeable to me but oh, because I'm yeah yeah, yeah. but um, yeah so they had a few vodkas and I had a few cheeses <laughs> <laughs> oh well I know what I'd rather and also one more thing we went to the hot springs which I was dead looking forward to thinking it was going to be like these a mountain and hot springs like what you see on that blue lagoon place yeah, yeah and it wasn't no it was basically a swimming pool huh? and the the water temperature is heated naturally because of the hot springs right. but they've made it into like a swimming pool complex oh, okay so it weren't as like because I'm a dipper yeah, so I'm you're, expecting you're like, like, like yeah. yeah so that kind of wasn't what I expected and they lower the temperature because it can get too hot so it isn't really that natural it's not it? even a natural hot spring well, it's just water yeah it's it? basically a swimming pool and the springs turn all your silver uh, oh black. I saw that on your Instagram or your Facebook yeah I had to buy some cloths but I think there should be a warning that that sulfur turns your jewelry black. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. There might have been one in Polish. That's a good point. More <laughs> <laughs> than that, it was absolutely fantastic. It yeah, was good. Time, Definitely nice. recommend doing it. We've got um, Sarah on today. She's, yeah, she runs um, a group called the other way with Sarah she'll tell us about it but basically she was you know like you worked for quite a big dieting company at one point yeah so she did something similar yeah and then decided that I really want to say it it wasn't a dieting company it was was a lifestyle choice Right. Well, anyway, when you were diet culture, well, you worked for your lifestyle choice company <laughs> that's called Slimming World. <laughs> it's not a diet. Okay. Well, anyway, I wasn't going to do all this. All I wanted to get a point. The point across was that she fell out with the whole diet and industry. Yeah. And then she started to develop her own, which is why it's called the other way with Sarah. And it's not about dieting, but we'll find out a little bit more about it when she. Comes I'm excited. On. I'm excited. Okay. I have met Sarah. I know you have. She did a workshop for yeah, our members. Yeah, she did. Yeah, it was really good. She's been on twice, actually. She did um, a big talk for... I said big talk. It was like an hour in total and we were all chatting. Want a big talk. Well, that's big talk. No, but I mean, it was like a chat. It wasn't like a big presentation <laughs> thing. It was just a really nice talk. And she did this um, group sort of workshop for the Be Fit and Healthy group. Which is it also weird, that man in between us, look there. Is that a man? Yeah, it's like a Buddha. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I've only just realised that that's not a lady. It's because of the lips. Oh, the lips look nice. Yeah, they do. What men don't have nice lips? Well, some do. Sam's got lovely lips, my (laughs) Sam. He has, honestly. (laughs) So nice and full, and and they are, they're lovely. They are really, and they're able. Able's got nice lips. When's Sarah coming on? In a few minutes, in a few minutes. Right, okay. So before she comes on, are we going to, have we got time? Yeah. Yeah, well, I told her that we were like running late because of me being in traffic. Right, okay. Well, something that um, I wanted to ask you about is you had um, tea at the vicar's house. Oh, yeah, right. So let's just put <laughs> it in context. So I obviously play church, play, play church. I play organ at the yeah. church. 
Um, there's a children's worker there, Janet, who used to be a vet. I'm so sorry. I take pictures of organs now when I go to these churches. Yeah. Yeah, I take pictures to show you, but then I never show you. But every uh, time I go into a church, I think, oh, Alex would like that one. <laughs> I don't want to play them. I don't like looking at them. That's they're beautiful. They are beautiful. <laughs> they are beautiful. But anyway, I went to, he invited us down for dinner. So I was like, oh, so... I was worried because Sam's not yeah, religious at all and he's a serial swearer and blasphemer, man. Yeah. So every <laughs> other word, he will either do something like, oh God, or Jesus Christ, yeah. or something that's potentially offensive. And we yeah. have friends who would be offended by that, don't we? Do you remember well? me telling you I used to do that with um, Katie's mom? Yeah. And she used to say, don't say God or... Yeah. No. But the more people tell you not to do it. Yeah, but then what I would do when Kate's mum used to come round, I'd be like, oh my God, oh Jesus. And what I would doing is saying it instead of swearing. Well, this is the thing. So you think you're not swearing, but to religious people you are. No, I know. But so basically I said to my Sam, no swearing and no blaspheming. And he went, oh, but that I have to replace one with the other. So what am I going to do? I was, he said, which is more important? I said, don't blaspheme. Yeah. So first off, we're walking up the drive and I really don't think that uh, Jess, the vicar's wife, heard this. I hope she didn't, but he tripped. First thing he did was went, fucking hell, on the driveway, right? And I was going, and then he went, shit, because he'd said fucking hell. And I was going, like, and then she opened the door and we were like, hi, how are you? And it was really nice. We had a really, really lovely evening. Um, like, we had an uh, Indian takeaway and then he gave oh. this gorgeous cheesecake, right? It was dead nice. Anyway, he brought this beautiful white chocolate and raspberry cheesecake that he'd made. So two things happened that were really awkward. First of all, I like basically called him a liar because he went, oh, it's homemade. And I went, you've not made that. <laughs> and then he went, no, I haven't. I went, there's no way. So I didn't just do it once. I did it twice. And then I realised how like, you, you don't, he's not going to lie about this cheesecake. Yeah. A, he's a vicar. And I know some vicars do lie, but he doesn't. Right? <laughs> and then, and then B, as it came out, Sam went, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh no. I was like, oh my God, inside. I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, thankfully, they did because they know what it's like and I've warned them yeah. as well. They saw the funny side and they giggled. They went, and he went, oh, oops. So that's oh, all we could say. He was like, so oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's like when he fell that time. Do you remember when he went, oh no? <laughs> <laughs> when he fell on the road, like if you met Sam, he doesn't say oops and oh no, he's six foot one and he says fuck. <laughs> I think he's so brave going to like. It was lovely. I, I know, but I don't really like going for tea at people's houses. So to go for tea soberly. Yeah, and, and people say people are just to tell you, we know she's here. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, to go for tea to new friends and they happen to be vicar. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. It was I actually really nice. To do it. it was really nice. And so much so we're gonna go again. Well, that's and hopefully Sam won't say Jesus Christ next time, otherwise they actually will label him as the person that blasphemed on purpose. I just think it's weird. It was dead nice. I'm going honestly. for tea at people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I invite me for tea? Because you think it's weird. <laughs> well, maybe I could practice. I'll, can we carry on our conversation after saying Yeah, we will well? do. Let's let her in. Let's let her in and then we'll have a little bit more chat because there's more stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, I've got tummy ache today. Oh, don't you just <laughs> just left one ill person at home. <laughs> I have. Because oh, Sarah's picture's nice. Look at her. Hello there. Hello there. That's what it says. Hello there, Sarah. She's coming in, by the way, on, so we're not just being weird. Get in, Come on, unmute. Put your camera on. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. She's coming. Yay! Hi! Hi! I had to put my specs on so I could see where the unmute was. <laughs> <laughs> Only the members get to see the video, so they wouldn't have been, most people won't know that you've got your specs on. But well, 10 years ago, I didn't need to do that, but never mind. <laughs> in that weird thing. Sarah, right? You know, when you go like, we were just talking about how I've been for tea at people's houses this week. It's another story. But you know, when you go out with your friends, like over 40, and you get a menu, you either all And you all like share the glasses. Oh. <laughs> or you've got one pair of glasses between you and you all share them to what, read the menu. <laughs> you know what? I've literally been to the opticians to pick up new glasses this week. And he said to me, because I want, I've got contact lenses, but I wanted readers. Readers? <laughs> 
I know. I'm literally a biddy. Right. I wanted readers. They're there. That's my readers. There's nothing wrong with a good pair of readers. They're nice. They're bloody filthy. But yeah, they don't do readers in opticians. No, you have to get the cheapy ones from Superdrug. Yeah, that's what what he said for me to do. He said, just go and get some cheap ones. Um, But then he said, you're not a 70s baby, are you, by any chance? So I said, yeah, why? And I thought he was going to like come out with this phenomena of the like some weird thing why we've all got eyes like this. Oh. And he was like, oh, it's just because you're getting older. <laughs> he was the same age, so oh. I felt like he could say it. But um, she's not a 60s baby like me. No, no. <laughs> well, you don't look it. Bloody hell. Talk Although, to be fair, I've not got my regions on. <laughs> 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 you might <laughs> you don't I have got my readers on because my eyes look fine as well that's not true but I can see you properly <laughs> um, Sarah we just basically all I said about you was that you kind of fell out with the dieting industry and then developed your own the other way with Sarah will you just talk us through that kind of whole thing please just tell us a little bit about it yeah sure so um so yes, you're right. So going back millions of years, I used to work for Shell UK. It's no wonder you need readers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I took um, I took voluntary severance from Shell when my little boy, who's now 21, when he was about two or three years old. And I, yes, you're right. I worked in the diet industry for about 17 years um, for two different companies. Um, Absolutely loved it in terms of meeting the people and um, everything that went with that. But I became increasingly frustrated, not with my clients, but with the products that I was selling them and therefore with myself as well. I started to feel a little bit guilty because I would see the same people come through my door every January at least, and maybe two or three times during the the year as well. And I'm not throwing any shade or shame on those people. I wasn't giving them the solution that they needed, you know, to put in place for themselves. And um, I'm running alongside all of this. I had my own sort of eating, binge eating um, issues and weight issues as well. And everything I tried, I tried everything, didn't work for me. And I was becoming more and more dissatisfied and kind of guilty as well with selling this diet that didn't work for the majority of people. I'd say for over 90% of people, it was a quick fix in the short term, but it wasn't a long-term solution. That was that was the real bugbear for me. Um, and I as in, they would always keep coming back back at weight or, yeah. And, and with a little bit more as well. And again, yeah. you know, there's no judgment or shame there. That's just how it was because they weren't getting the solution that they needed to yeah. fix kind of the root cause of the problem, if you know what I mean. Um, and I suppose because of the industry I was in, I was starting to get messages through on Facebook and things like that about this thing. This was about three or four years ago now, this thing called intuitive eating. And I didn't know much about it, but I sort of delved into it. And, and I'm one of these people that when I find something, I like throw myself and I want to immerse myself in everything, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I joined all the groups and read all the books and listened to all the podcasts and everything. Um, And I thought, wow, you know, this sounds sounds so, so good. And there were elements of intuitive eating that I absolutely embodied and still do to this day. And there were elements that didn't quite work for me or my clients either. Um, So in true intuitive eating, you know, you're not supposed to sort of even think about calories or, be, you know, counting calories or anything like that. For me, what gets measured gets done. And for me, an awareness of what we're putting into our bodies, not an obsession, not I'm not talking about micromanaging every single calorie, but an awareness, not an obsession of, you know, calories and, and protein and carbs and, you know, the macronutrients really. And hydration, that's a big thing. Sleep is a big thing. Um, an awareness and a tracking of that, not micromanaging it, was was key to my success. And I, I sort of developed this system for myself. And then I ran it with a small group of people. This is going back a bit now. And it, and it worked brilliantly. And I took the leap around about 12 months ago now and I left the diet industry and started up on my own, which was which was a big leap because as much as I was dissatisfied with the diet that I was selling, I was making a you know a really good living. Yeah. Um, 
and so there was that kind of the, that kind of rub there, but it just went totally against my values in the end. So I had to make the leap, and um, yeah. So now my program is called the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so typically, uh, yeah, typically I work with people who when they come to me they say they've tried every single diet under the sun you know the weird and wacky ones and the more conventional ones and yes it works you know they might lose a stone in a month but then you know it all comes back again so um what i tell them is it's not a quick fix it's you know i don't sell you know you're going to lose a stone in a month or anything like that in fact i encourage people not to use the scales as much as they have perhaps been mm. used to using them and um, there are other measures that they can look at as well we uh, know that anyway though don't we i mean because i mean i met i met sarah just to put it into context i met sarah through the gym that i rent space from so sarah was one of the clients for yeah. the other pt there and that's how i met sarah and then she attends my class and we've done quite a bit of few bits and pieces cruel taskmaster on a friday night <laughs> <laughs> but we do know don't we because of the women that i work with i've you know speak about this quite a lot the scales measure everything. They measure your bone, they measure your blood, they measure even your own hair, you know, like these things on that. They don't give you a proper picture about what the fat is. And I completely agree with this. We've been conditioned to obsess over numbers on the scales. So when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, a lot of my friends who were a similar height to me would be saying that they were eight and a half stone and they'd be on diets. Oh, I'm eight and a half stone, I need to go on a diet. And I was closer to 10, 10 and a half stone and couldn't understand why, how to even get to eight. It put so much pressure on me. I wanted yeah. to be eight stone something. I could never have been. I think one of my legs weighs that. But, you know, genuinely, I was... And the thing is, you would probably it. be happy with your body before all these messages... Before that, that I would have been. You know, you know what? Yeah. I've had something really similar. So something that I've used my whole life because of the numbers on the scales. I'm tall. I'm five foot nine. So when it comes to weighing and when friends used yeah. to talk about the weight and they'd be like, I'm eight stone, nine stone. I'd be like, well, I'm 11 and a half or whatever, yeah. but I'm five foot nine, but I'm tall, but I'm tall. And, and excuse me. Yeah. It. And I've always kind of excused it. And I remember after having my second baby, God, I don't know why this sticks in my mind, actually, because I never thought I was bothered about the scales, but I must have been. And I must have been weighing myself at that time. Yeah. And I went for a drink, actually, at the, at the new inn, the pub that we used to have. And I remember somebody saying to me, like, oh, my God, you've lost so much weight after the baby. Why people feel the need to tell you that? Yeah, I've given a birth to a baby. Obviously, I've lost <laughs> a bit of weight. But like, <laughs> a baby on yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it's something we all comment on it's like a compliment isn't it oh you've lost weight well what you know the saddest thing is what's the first bit of information we're given about our baby yeah what the yeah, baby weighs the weight. yeah how much it weighs what's the first thing people put on facebook or anything you know yeah the weight and yeah. you know my second baby was 10 pounds six and i used to have to set and another beat thing. that <laughs> seven and a half my Sophie was oh that's it and you know what I used to say to my husband at the time when he was going back to work and I was like if you're telling them the weight you'll tell them I'm not massive what yeah because and I oh, used yeah. to assume that people would assume that I was really big, you had a big because baby. I'd had a big baby so even I've never even thought of this till right now but it's, it's obviously so conditioned, like yeah. conditioned yeah. it yeah. really is I mean and it, and it runs so deep it really does yeah. it, it really really does because I'm I tell all my clients don't worry about the scales yet yeah. what do I do on my first meeting with them stick them on some scales I do and that's because they want to know their weight they want to yeah. use it as a marker yeah but you it, were still it's doing difficult it. because it, it, for people like us who are selling a service we need we know what people need but what people need isn't always what people want. People want weight loss. Yeah. And how do you measure weight loss with the scales? Yeah. yeah. So we have to give people what they want and also give them what they you need. Condition them into not thing. relying yeah. on it. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, that's why because I the do scale only measures one do... thing. You know, the scale only measures one thing. The yeah. scale doesn't measure how you cope um, with a bad day at work. Yeah. You yeah. know, 
how you cope when the poo hits the fan or what, I don't know whether you're allowed you to swear. swear. Everyone has a plan till the shit hits the fan. That's, that's the thing. So, uh, you know, a diet plan will tell you how many calories to eat, but it won't tell you how you deal with, <clears throat> excuse me, your boss having a go at you all day and you go home in tears and then you've got to stop up for, yeah. stop off for petrol and you're surrounded with chocolate. You know, the, a diet won't teach you that. And, and this is it with alcohol. And it's, it, yeah, exactly. it's what I wanted to bring up with you, actually, because yeah. most of the people listening to this have either given up drinking, they're trying to give up drinking, or they're a little bit curious and wondering what, yeah. it's what they need to do. With alcohol, it's not easy. It is not easy, and I don't want to take it away. It's a blooming tough job to give up. But it's also quite straightforward because you can remove alcohol out of your diet, out of your lifestyle, yeah. and then carry on. You can't remove food. Exactly. So it must be much more tricky. We'll get back to our chat shortly, but first let us tell you about Be Sober. At Be Sober, you'll find a supportive community of like-minded people who understand and support you. Energize your mind and body with our fitness sessions. Discover the power of mindfulness with Be Sober Yoga. Engage in vibrant discussions, workshops and support groups with thriving Zooms. Be Sober really is the ultimate community, whether you're sober for a short time, contemplating it, or have long-term goals of making meaningful connections. It's a place where you can find your tribe and create lasting friendships. Take the first step towards an empowered and connected sober lifestyle. Join us today at BeSoberOfficial.com. You can't remove food. Exactly. So it must be much more tricky. It is, but the, the kind of the process is the same. So it's all about what it's not about what goes on there in there, whether it's drink or food or what have you. It's all about what's going on up here. Yeah. And it's all about what you believe about yourself and about the thing as well. So I have people that say, um, well, I, I can't go on a weight loss plan because I'd have to give up alcohol and I'm no fun. I'll have no fun. Yeah. If I can't drink kind of thing. So that's, but that's just a belief. And then when they actually go and try it out just for once and have a good time anyway, it's actually maybe, you know, the, the little seed is planted that maybe I can believe that I can do this. Now, whether yeah. it's, you know, cut out alcohol or, you know, lose a bit of weight or whatever. It's all, the process is all the same. And it's all about changing our beliefs about ourselves. What is possible and what is possible for us, what we're possible of doing as well. And that's at the crux of it. It's about being comfortable as well in yourself, yeah. isn't it? And happy, 100%. I suppose. It's, I hate that, that it is like this, that the world is like this. The diet culture is horrific in it but on the other extreme i've got a real bugbear and i'm actually thinking about how i'm going to word this because it's coming right I'll, I'll come back to me later about spontaneous when this happens it'll look really spontaneous but you'll remember now that this has been brewing it's at least a month before today's podcast and it'll probably be another month before i do anything about it i've got a real bugbear with body positivity with the words body positivity, yeah. right? Yeah. Not with people being positive about how they look. That's not my bugbear. I think we should all love our bodies for whatever they have done for us, whether it be give birth, whether it be for lifting something in the gym, whether it just be that you can walk and you are grateful for your legs because many people can't. Exactly. Yes, let's be positive about our bodies. But I think it's gone too far. And I think actually body positivity is keeping people stuck in bodies that are unhealthy. Yeah, I agree. It's, 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 I'm so glad you, you brought this up because this is the one of the things that kind of I decided not to adopt from the intuitive eating world. So my program is called intuitive eating with a twist. And the twist is it's OK if you want to let go of weight. Like you say, body positivity, it's all about, you know, love yourself, whatever weight you are. And I totally agree with that. But yeah, yeah. when I'm carrying an extra stone, I, I know from how my body feels what the scales will say, if you know what I mean. I know when I put another stone on, my knees start aching, my back starts aching, yeah. my hips start, start aching. I don't like the way I look. Um, you know, my clothes don't hang properly. I don't want to go out and buy bigger clothes. That's what some of the body positivity people would say. I want to live in a body that's comfortable, like, yeah. like you said. Yeah. You know, it's about not aching it's about knowing i can climb the stairs at the football your and heart and everything yeah. though yeah you know, the, absolutely the bit one of the biggest i think dementia's topped it in terms of uh, human killer now is the biggest killer of, of people in the uk but 
cardiovascular disease there's a huge um push it's it's world menopause month right now and i know this isn't a menopause podcast but it's it's worth mentioning the biggest killer of women is cardiovascular disease and that's a range of diseases but it does boil down to declining estrogen increased belly fat uh, lack of ability to sort of lift weights, do movement because of your declining estrogen. It's all linked together yeah. and it's cardiovascular disease. And for me, saying to somebody, oh, it's okay to continue in your body while it is overweight is really yeah. damaging because yeah, actually, it's, it's, yes, love yourself while you are doing it. Absolutely. We should never self-loathe. I think it's completely unhealthy, but we do need to move away from this obese culture that we are becoming in an obese society it's so unhealthy it's so bad life like diminishing it's It's almost enabling people to stay in that in that mindset if you like because we're adapting so many things for obesity you know bigger chairs bigger this bigger that we're adapting the world to be more accepting of it rather than saying let's get healthier you know let's spend that money on helping people get healthier and then we won't need you know the extra medical equipment or what have you this is what it isn't talking about more than yeah is the healthier side of it and 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 losing the kind of losing weight and i just think it's so difficult because i completely know what you're saying i really but it comes awful doesn't it well it no but I get it. I really do get it. And I don't think it's good to be promoting unhealthy bodies, natural bodies. Absolutely. I'm all for that. I'm all for, and I think people are so brave on social media to be showing the parts of them, the real parts of them, the rolls and the cellulite and the, you know, all these things. But I I think it's how we talk about it. It's talking about being healthy. Yeah. And loving yourself while you're on that journey. I can't stress that enough. The number of people that come to me and they say in their words, I'm not labeling anyone. I'm fat. I'm overweight. I want. I'm unhappy being fat. These are words that I hear. Oh, yeah, and instead of yeah. instead of loving yourself on the journey, well, you're here. You're doing exercise twice a week. You're looking after what you eat and putting nice, nourishing foods in your body. And yet, we hate ourselves along the whole way until we get to this societal mm-hmm. normal. That's also not okay. Yeah, and, and it's all and it's all linked to mental health as well. And you know, yeah. there's, there's a huge, as, as everyone knows, huge mental health issue at the moment. I would say about eighty to eighty-five percent of people who start working with me are on antidepressants. Wow. Now I'm not medical. Most I kind of know that they're not clinically depressed because of what they say to me and how they talk to me. It's because yeah. they're fed up with lots of elements of their lives, and one of which is their weight and their health and how they're feeling in the body. And so many people, when they drop the weight, come off the antidepressants as well. Yeah, and it's and it's all linked. You know, physical it's health, there. mental health. I talk about your um, your happy weight quite a lot, which sounds really, really cheesy. But what I mean by your happy weight is that you don't have to get to eight stone or a size, you know, eight or a size 10 or what have you. If you're happy, if you start at, I don't know, 22 stone and you get to 13 stone and you know what? You're feeling so much fitter and healthier and happier. Yeah. You're getting in the clothes that you want to get into. You're feeling good. Your confidence is high. Well, then that's your happy weight. You know, no one says that you have to get to, you know, size six or a size eight or what have you. And Um, it's healthier than you were when you started, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we set the bar so high for people that the mountain seems so big in front of them that they don't even take the first step. It's the extremes, isn't it? It's the extremes. It's the whole, let's be body positive. Of course, I can't stress enough how much I agree with body positivity. I really, really do. If somebody's proud of how they look and how they feel and they're fine, you get on with it. Stay in your lane and ignore good people. Very different. Yeah. 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 But we are pushing an unhealthy um, outlook on what is actually bodily healthy by just being accepting of things and saying you don't have to do anything about this. Yeah. What were you going to say? I can't remember now. Is it rubbish? <laughs> probably. Well, <laughs> it was probably really interesting. Seventies <laughs> baby. <laughs> well, we we'll have a bit earlier in the seventies. Sixties. <laughs> <laughs> Get your readers on. <laughs> 
You've got a few little buzzwords, haven't you, for things in the in your um well, one of mine that I've used, and I'm really sorry, Sarah, but I keep saying sunny eating now because I just love <laughs> sunny eating. Tell us She's about it. She's such her. a word thief, and be careful. <laughs> if you don't want her to nick it, don't say it because what she'll do is she'll take it, then she'll pretend it's hers, and one day you'll be like <laughs> Hang on a minute. I promise you I have said, I, I have every single time I've said it, I've said, one of my friends, Sarah, I promise you, I've been very aware of it. So she does reference me, yeah. So what Sunny Eating is all about. So in, in part of the programme, I talk about different types of eating. Um, so fuel eating is, there's five different types of eating and fuel eating is as it, as it sounds really, it's what fuels our body really, really well. Doesn't have to be, like diet food or anything like that. It's food that you love that loves you back. And if we can fill our bodies with fuel food, the majority of the time, ish, 80% ish of the time, then your body is going to be a happy body. Yeah. So I'm talking about protein and, you know, all the nutrients, all the colors of food. And um, so that's fuel food. Now, the, where the challenges come in is with foggy eating and stormy eating. So foggy eating is that kind of mindless eating. We're, we're kind of not in the room when we're doing it. So it might be um, eating when we're driving, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, or, you know, at the cinema, you get that massive box of popcorn that no one needs, but it's huge. And just because the film's on and your attention's on the film, what are we doing all the time? Yeah. You know, you're not aware that you're doing it. And then when the lights come up, you think, flipping it, where did that all go? So that's what I call foggy eating. It's not it's not emotional eating as such. I'll come to that in a minute. But it's kind of that mindless eating that we do. And, you know, we can eat lots and lots without being aware of it. Or on the phone, Alex. Yes. Oh, shut up. Yeah. When, yeah. you, when you're eating on the phone. because you don't like yeah. me eating crisps <laughs> or an apple or something once that I did. Um, another classic with foggy eating is, you know, if you've got toddlers or babies and they've left something and you're just like helping yeah. them, you know, helping them and feeding their, their, clearing their plates as well. That's kind of foggy eating as well. That is actually the low hanging fruit in terms of cleaning our eating up because it's not linked to emotional eating. Um, it's just having more awareness, being, becoming more mindful, really. So that's foggy eating. Stormy eating, that is the tricky one. That is the emotional eating. That's when you are aware of it and you don't give a anyway. You know, the, yeah. I call it the bucket fairy. You can nick that one as well if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bucket fairy. <laughs> the bucket fairy comes hovering and, you know, you might be cross about something or angry about something the boss has had a go at you you've fallen out with the, your hubby or what have you and the bucket fairy comes landing and you don't care you're just going to eat that chocolate or whatever right. it so is so you know it you know it's crap. you know you it's it anyway. happening and in that in that instant you know you don't care We've, i've got techniques to deal with that but that's what um stormy eating is and then we come to sunny eating so sunny eating is eating just for the pure joy of it so it's your birthday meal out it's you know it's christmas dinner it's um you know ice cream you know, yeah ice cream in the park you know you take <laughs> you the excited. now here's the biggie there's nothing wrong with sunny eating. Sunny eating has its place in our lives. Life would be very miserable and very boring if we didn't have a meal out with friends or didn't have ice cream in the park now and again. Chips, yeah, it's just that. <laughs> Diet culture has put such kind of black marks on all the sunny yeah. eating foods that when we eat it, even if we don't physically restrict ourselves, so we eat it, we have it, we mentally restrict ourselves because yeah. while we're eating it, we say, I shouldn't be having this. This is naughty. This is, you know, I'm going to regret yeah. this later. And we need to take all that away because sunny eating has its value in our health as well. We were talking about mental health before. If we didn't have that connection with family over a meal or with friends and what have you, then, you know, the mental health is, is going to suffer as well. So sunny eating is great in moderation. So remember, fuel eating 80-ish percent. Sunny eating, 20-ish percent is, okay. is kind of the rule of thumb. Not micromanaging it, just having an awareness of it. I love what you said as well about eating food that's going to love you back. Yeah. Food, but like the key that. is foods you love that love you back. Yeah. You don't have to eat kale every day if you hate kale because you don't love it. So why yeah. would you eat it? Yeah. We need to find the foods that we love that love us back. 
Yeah, and that'd be quite a good little exercise to do as yeah. well, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. To kind of find them foods yeah. that you love that love you back. Yeah, because I love avocado and they're really good for you. And like yeah. some people hate it, but I actually really love them. But I don't buy them because no one else likes them, but I should buy them because yeah, I enjoy them. love them. You know, yeah. my yeah. little girl loves avocado. I rang her the other day, my youngest daughter's moved out. Oh, she's like such an adult. Um, and she was like, Oh, I'm just having my breakfast. I said, Oh, what are you having? She said, Avocado on porch eggs on toast. So I'm up. like, Oh, yeah. Oh, like someone something. brought her up well. Someone brought her up well. <laughs> Bethany rang her yesterday. Some and other she daughter. Went, yeah, my other daughter rang her, my youngest daughter, and she messaged me and she said, I've just rang Olivia and she's painting at the table with a boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> and they were painting like Halloween houses. I'm like, she's so cute. She is cute. <laughs> so, yeah, Sorry. so very quickly, because I did say there's five different types of eating, and I've given you... Fuel eating, sunny eating, foggy eating, stormy eating. The other one, the last one is practical eating. So I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit here, but in the programme, we talk about um, your own hunger scale, getting getting re-embodied and listening to what your body wants you to eat and tells you when it's time to eat rather than all the external messages. But sometimes we need to overrule that. And practical eating is a little bit like, you you know, when you're going on a long car journey, and you, you don't need a wee, but you try and force yourself to have one anyway, because, you know, if you don't have one now, you're going on a motorway and there's no yeah. chance to stop. Well, yeah. practical eating is eating when your internal body cues aren't saying you're hungry, but you're going in a meeting for three hours and you know if you don't, and then you've got a long drive home. So if you don't have lunch, then you're going to be hungry later and you're going to be over hungry. And that's when we start grabbing things, if you know what I mean. So I've just done it actually, Sarah, on the way here. I had scrambled eggs. I wasn't hungry at all, but I know I'm not going to eat till dinner time. Perfect. Yeah. And if you hadn't had those, we'd be listening to your tummy rumbling right now. No, I'll be making Lisa make me some lunch. You can have some lunch. <laughs> I can have some I've lunch. Didn't lunch. need to do my practical eating after all. <laughs> You're always welcome to eat. <laughs> I've got soup, chili, The biggest chicken. thing I can give you, the biggest thing I can give you from the five types of eating is don't diss the sunny eating. Sunny eating is a big part of being healthy. Yeah, yeah. I like so all these that. messages we've grown up about, you know, you shouldn't eat this and you shouldn't eat that. That's a big part of the program is like de-junking our minds of all these messages. If if someone wants, because I want to ask you something in a minute, we've, we've started this thing this season about a, a question from a viewer or a listener and we've got one and we're going to try and get our guest opinion. You know what we haven't been doing as well? What? We haven't been doing our Be Kind, Be Sober thing. So we've, we've not interviewed anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. we have. We'll yeah, have to we do have. this instead. No, we'll but do anyway, both. We've we'll got to oh yeah. All right. Anyway, so um we've got a question, but before we do, because I don't want to t- kind of move off, we're gonna get our view, our um interviewees' opinions. Somebody wants to come along and, and find you, join you. Where are they finding you and what is it you're offering in terms of support and help for people, Sarah? Okay, so most people find me on Facebook or Instagram. And it's the other way with Sarah and it's Sarah without an H, which causes no end of confusion. (laughs) So it's spelt Sarah, but it's actually Sarah. So it's the other way with Sarah without an H. Um, I have a free Facebook group called Intuitive Eating the Other Way for Beginners. So that's where most people sort of shimmy into, first of all. And then my program is called the Slim Happy and Eating Club. And that's a membership group. where yeah all the magic happens really so again that's run mainly through facebook i have got a website as well that holds the the training videos and then we have um coaching sessions on zoom i've got people from all over the world in there and yeah it's a lovely supportive community there's no judgment um people ask lots of questions and yeah it's just a lovely what's, place the, what's the best way to contact you is it messenger is it email um, either really, yes. So um, either send me a direct message on the Facebook page or Sarah at the other way with Sarah is uh, my email address. But it's Sarah without the H. No way. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. Sarah after. the other way. Yeah, it's the other, Sarah the other way. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Right, I've got. I've been cursing my mum for fifty-six years for that, but (laughs) she knew what my branding was going to be all about. There you go. I should work with branding. People have said this for a while. I know. Right. Okay. Hi, Lisa, Alex, and now Sarah. I absolutely love your Be Sober podcast and the invaluable advice you provide. Invaluable. I recently decided to quit drinking for personal reasons, and it's been going really well so far. However. I've noticed that some colleagues at work have started asking why I'm not joining them for drinks after work or at social events. How can I handle these inquiries without feeling uncomfortable or judged? Any tips or strategies would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for your guidance. Do you know what you could do? Is it a she? Oh, I don't know. Right. What you could do, because I don't know whether you're a she, he, them, are they? What you could do is... Does it matter? Well, yeah, because I said she, so then All I right. that. <laughs> I assumed it was a woman and it might not have been. <laughs> what they could do is do what I did the other night when somebody approached me and tried to ram a drink down my neck. And they, I, I didn't even know this person, so I went to an event the other night. They brought along, they, there was drinks and canapes and various bits. And this lady said, have a drink. I said, I've got one, thanks. And I had, I had my water with me, like a proper one. So my husband said, it's wet. It is a proper one because he sticks up for me sometimes. Yeah. And it's quite funny. And, uh, <laughs> and then the lady said, no, no, I mean, get a Prosecco. And she was really mad that I wasn't having a Prosecco. You know what I said? Something along the lines of, not exactly in these words, but I'd prefer to not because I don't really enjoy people spitting all over me and telling me the same story a million times. Basically that. Well, she can't answer with that because she said without feeling uncomfortable or judged. Well, I won't feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's really weird. My mum goes camping quite a lot and she was saying to me last week that people in the camping community are quite big drinkers. Yeah, and yeah. And she's I get that. like... Well, we know that because we saw it happen once. Yeah, and she goes on like all these different camp trips with like um, where people go on their own. It's not like... I, I wanted to say singles, but it's not like that. It's not for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just to kind of meet other like-minded people that have got fans and stuff. But quite a few times she said she's been sat around and people are drinking. And on the last one she went to, she said, I've just had enough of it. And this woman was like, um, they'd gone for a drink down at the pub near the campsite. And a woman said to her like, well, what are you going to drink? Coke? So she was like, do I look 12? <laughs> you know, because like, she's just had enough of it. And then later on, somebody had said something like, well, what are you going to have? Water. And she was like, do I look like a plant? <laughs> she, was like, she just kind of like, that is it. I am so pissed off Why are people. people bothered? I don't yeah. know, but people are so bothered about, I don't see it as much anymore, but I don't go to these things as much. Yeah. Do you don't know go. what I mean? There's your advice, don't go. Yeah, they're, they're. What would you say, Sarah? So you could try Alex's approach or... <laughs> <laughs> but I'd not. Yeah, don't do that. I think, I think this, so you're the lady, see, I'm, I'm assuming it's a lady as well. The person who asked the question said, how can, I think the question was, how can I, what was the exact wording? Let's have a look. Um, I've noticed that some colleagues at work have started asking why I'm not joining them for drinks after work or at social events. Yeah, so what does the person want to know to do? Yeah, how can I enjoy it without looking rude or something, did she say? Yeah, yeah, or maybe how can I say I don't drink without being judged? Without being judged, Yeah. yeah. I think, again, it all comes down to confidence in yourself and getting it really kind of firm in your in your own belief about yeah. why you're doing it and what you're gaining from it. So it, even before, you know, before the occasion or before you go into the situation where people might be asking you this, just write it down on a piece of paper like pros and cons and make sure you're really, really you really buy into and you've got at the front of your mind why you're, you know, why you're doing this and what this brings to your life. What's it, what's it adding to your life? And then maybe, you know, the elevator speeches that all marketing people tell you you should have in your, you know, when you set up a business, you're supposed to have this elevator speech. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do perhaps a little one, you know, just have a sentence that you've practiced. Even if you practice in the mirror, no one's watching you or practice saying it into your, recording it into your phone and then listening to it back. So you've got the word, you don't have to think of the words in the you know in the instant moment you've got it in your mind so you know why you're doing it you totally believe in it 
and you've got this kind of one sentence that will is just your sentence about why you're doing it even if it's no thanks and no is a complete sentence or yeah. no I just prefer this or you know whatever whatever it is just have I like it that. I like the practicing yeah, yeah I do I think so you're confident yeah with, and it is yeah. that it's confidence but also I did notice you've just said that without people judging me we've got to remember we can never be responsible for yeah, other people's for reactions people. yeah never be responsible yeah. so you may well be judged because I think and that's human fine. nature yeah. is to judge isn't it yeah we, ju- we all judge things every day yeah and that's what our nature that's is it's kind of her issue not yeah, theirs yeah. without yeah. Doing, and, it, and okay. it's being okay <laughs> 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 that's there we need to be just there yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's being okay with that whatever their perceptions yeah. on because yeah. you're so strong in your in your in yourself yeah. I think so practicing like, it'll do it won't it things yeah. like this become easier so like you said practicing it but and, the more you do do well. this yeah. and, and it's all right to say no to social events or or kind of say to them well do something social that doesn't involve drinking I don't drink can we do something other than the pub and I'd gladly come along yeah I'd love I'd love to get to know you more yeah just not in a pub yeah. a I would say or. sometimes people's perception is that they can't go to social occasions because they're not well in my case it's because they're not eating the same as people or, or drinking yeah, as yeah, well. it's the same, really. and often when people go anyway they have a brilliant time yeah. so you know don't rule something out just because you're not going to be eating or drinking the same as other people perhaps and i think that changes like lisa said in the early days you might choose to avoid things but then as you move on naturally yeah. you'll just get more confident at going to these things and saying no yeah. thanks yeah. yeah and i think you don't right, need to become does. a social hermit you, you know because that's got other you know oh you might you might want to i think at the beginning <laughs> as well it's it, like what i said before it's kind of you that has this problem with you not drinking you think everyone's going to judge you you think they're going to think this but actually nobody really yeah. gives yeah. a toss yeah they don't care they're not even yeah. bothered you get yeah. the odd one like don't you kind of like yeah so, sometimes they will and sometimes they won't and, and yeah. another good thing is visualize so i'm going to this party tonight i'm going to visualize yeah. someone coming up to me and asking me what I want and I'm going to visualize someone being really really pushy and what I will say and then how I will feel 15 15 minutes later on when I've said my elevator speech or whatever you want to yeah. call it and you're feeling really strong and you're having a good time anyway I'll tell you what else is really good is have a wingman that can support you in these situations we've been really lucky we've got each other so if we've ever rocked up to something there's two of us not doing it yeah often you'll find you think you're the only one not drinking or not eating the food and actually there's loads of other people doing the same thing and if you can kind of find your crowd safety in numbers yeah absolutely I like as well I'm just going to throw this in there ask them why they are Oh, why? <laughs> well, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah, you know, like when people say, like, yeah. why are you not drinking? Tur- turn it around. So why are you Why drinking? are you? Yeah, why, <laughs> yeah, what's it? Yeah. What are you gaining? <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you for that. That, that was a really, really good answer. It was a very good answer. <laughs> and what we're going to do now, Sarah, is we should have warned you about this because now you've got to think on your feet. You ready? So we're going to ask you our end question, which we haven't asked so far, but we usually ask every single guest for the last few seasons. Yes, we've only not asked two people. That's true. And they were on the same episode, so it <laughs> doesn't count. So yeah. actually it's one. And I reckon they'd have said be sober because they were doctors. I hope they would have done. Yeah. If they're listening and they can, <laughs> yeah, they will yeah. Right. So our motto is be brave, be kind, be sober. Mm-hmm. Which one of those phrases do you most relate to right now and why? So my instant reaction is be brave. Because I think brave encompasses a lot of things. It's not just about being physically brave, you know, going out to battle or anything, but it's just about being confident in yourself. It relates back to that question we were just talking about, really. If you're, you know, brave and confident in yourself, you can tackle it. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> we're really grateful you've come on. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been lovely. It's lovely to see your faces. <laughs> no, well, I'll see you on Friday when I'm kicking your ass in the gym. Oh, no. <laughs> I can only just walk from last Friday. <laughs> all good, all good. Oh, thank you so good. much, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. See you See later. You See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. 
You were going to stop it then. I was going to stop it. Did well, you I forget we're carrying on? Well, yeah, I didn't know if she was going to go or not. And then it was really awkward. I didn't want to be like this for <laughs> What we were talking about, um, we, we had the conversation a little bit about my ordeals. But stuff's been going on for you as well, surely. So, like, I want to know about the chicken fillet situation. Oh, I knew you was going to ask me about that one. And this one's from absolutely ages ago. So I know I was so away. worried that we're going to forget it. It was about drinking and chicken fillets. <laughs> <laughs> so it was when I got chicken fillets. So we've just been talking about. Well, protein. it is, I suppose. But it was when I was getting my um, my nails done. Actually, <laughs> showing everybody on the camera my nails are quite cool. Look. They are nice. Aren't they nice? Um, so, yeah, I was getting my nails done. You've always got nice nails. Look at mine. Look at mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine are all chewed off from the gym. I know. I didn't have time to do them again this morning. Wednesdays are normally a really nice, glamorous day for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember this. I should have deleted this one, actually, because I can't remember the story fully. But basically, there was a lady there, and she was talking about... She was on a bit of boobs or something. And I'd said, like, oh, I don't have that problem because I've hardly got any boobs. And she was like, oh, I know. And then she was like, oh, you can wear them chicken fillets. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, I've seen them advertised. You know, the ones that you just like a, stick, stick on. stick them in and push up, don't they? Yeah, you just, like, stick them on. And she said to me, she was like, yeah, but the problem with them is, like, when you've had a few, you end up pulling them out and whacking people around the edge. And I was like, <laughs> I was absolutely... Fucking traumatised, right? And I'm like, believe me, if I drank, I wouldn't have done that. I didn't say this out loud. But I looked, and you know what I could not believe about this conversation? It's like, she was a proper adult woman. Like, she was going to whack someone around the head with a chicken fillet. Yeah, like, she was a grown-up woman. Like, why? And then it just made me think, like, why drinking and getting drunk drives people to do these things like this was a grown-up woman with a grown-up job and she was like oh yeah the problem with them is when you've had a few you pull them out and whack but who'd you whack around the head with the Whoever's chicken standing fillet? around oh no <laughs> it just made me so grateful that I don't drink anymore and that I don't go out with people like that I've just noticed that you've got potatoes there Lisa oh <laughs> You know, come on, come I, on. You Let's know what's share this. Really funny is on the. Can I show people? Well, no, because it wasn't like that. No, you but can, can show, I show them in the basket. Think, yeah, well, you talk and I'll prop. Go on. Right. So basically, um, I've got you can prop. I've got a prop. I've got um, a cleaner that comes every two weeks, and I absolutely love the cleaner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I love the cleaning day. It's, it's like my sober treat to myself. So I came, stuff started going missing. So she puts stuff in really weird places. So we find that what she does is she piles stuff up a lot. Yeah. So all our paperwork gets lost or all Rob's stuff will be on my drawers and my stuff will be on his drawers. And it's like, it's like a constant battle to try and find everything. Anyway, I come home yesterday, right? And I just whizzed in. Um, after she'd been to pick something up because I was going out again. And I come in and I looked and I was like, what the actual fuck, right? So where my flowers are there, centre table, then beautiful flowers. So she's got um, beautiful flowers. If you're listening, to be honest, they're nearly dead now. <laughs> well, they're nearly dead now, but I've got beautiful flowers there. Replacing. And on the side, I had this basket, a pretty, it's a, it's basket. a lovely wicker basket with beads on it, if you can't see it. Yeah, I bought that for like, you know, when we have a barbecue and I put all the muffins and bread it's in a bread it, basket. So it's like a kind of cool little thing. Anyway, come on. And the cleaner had basically opened brand new potatoes. Mm -hmm. and these potatoes. Do these me, potatoes. Shall I show you and what this, is what, like. this is what she it did. Look right the bag. I came home. <laughs> I came home to this. Right. Potatoes. Right, I'm going to move. Listening, I'm now showing the potatoes. So basically, for anyone who is listening, there is now a basket of Odd shaped little and shit of them potatoes as well. They're really shit. Like, they're potatoes. The worst potatoes yeah. ever, aren't they? A basket of potatoes on the table instead of the beautiful flowers. Like, as a centerpiece. As a centerpiece. Like, why is that all right? <laughs> anyway, I'd come in and sing it, Alex, and then ran out. And oh my God, the anxiety that was building in the car, because I kept thinking, I've got to get home and sort these potatoes out. I can't believe they're at the centre of my 
my table. And honestly, just to show anybody, like they're the worst potatoes. They're ever. all obsolete. Like, they're all the wonky. Yeah, that's a bit squashy. And well, that I'll put bag in the bag in, in a, a drawer, Rob found it. To put I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it back in a minute. But basically, yeah, potato centerpiece. So, any advice? <laughs> About so you know we do a question and we want to offer advice. Well, Lisa's question is how does she deal with this? Because she's not gonna she's not gonna say anything. No, Rob says he's like just message clean and like why and say what? Don't leave potatoes in the middle. No, of the table you can't. Clean. Does everybody else have a cleaner and do they do weird things? And if so, do you tell them? I suppose that's what I want to know. You know what was really funny? We were talking about this on Be Fit this morning, and. Um, I was saying about the flowers and I showed the flowers on the B-Fit and Ruth at B-Fit said, said, why didn't you just put them in a vase? So I was like, oh, well, they're in a box, right? Anyway, I got a voice note afterwards off Ruth saying, oh my God, I've got anxiety because I said, why didn't you just put them in a vase? <laughs> so I was like, well... I just didn't think I thought they looked nice in the box and then I had to voice note back saying now I've got anxiety that I've explained myself and not got rid of your anxiety by explaining why they're not in a vase oh you're anyway, all anxious about the there's just, just no need the for back it. in the bag off they've gone I don't even want the potatoes I wanted to throw every one of them in the bin when I saw that <laughs> I was so <laughs> send me over the edge oh dear me anyway on that note are we done? Yeah, we're done. We're done. I think we're talked enough. Yeah, we've talked. We've well talked enough. I hope you've enjoyed the episode, everybody. Yes, and the video will be live on the Be Sober app. App. As soon as it's launched, it might be launched by the time this comes will. out. Of course, it will. will it? Two weeks. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon so. Oh my god! Watch the video on the Be Sober app. Hey! <laughs> See y'all later. See you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. We really do appreciate your support. So to stay updated with our latest episodes, be sure to follow or subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to share the Be Sober Love with your friends, helping us reach even more people. If you're interested in learning more about the impactful work we do, or you want to become part of our incredible Be Sober community, visit our website at besoberofficial.com. There you'll find all the information you need and discover how you can get involved. We look forward to welcoming you into our community of changemakers. Until next time, be brave, be kind, and be sober. sober.